What's up, Cowboy Nation? It is your friendly podcast gurus. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the Lawn Chair Cowboys, If you, in case you forgot, and our three-week hiatus. Um, back together, finally, after what has been a, I would say, a hectic few weeks for most of us. <laughs> um, Wayne, you've, what? Moved into a different house and basically worked nonstop since uh, moved. Worked on the road. Yep, Christmas, yep. all of it. Yeah, and uh, Daniel even back and forth between Virginia and West mm-hmm. Virginia and back again. And yep, it's been fun. So <laughs> play, playing housewife and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I look pretty in a in a little maid's outfit. I actually was picturing that and thought the same thing. Whoa. I don't know there's what's worse. Like, there's long flowing locks. <laughs> I do have very long hair. <laughs> I need to get it cut. <clears throat> you don't know what's worse what? Oh, I was uh, like, I don't know if it's worse like me actually being in a maid's outfit or you envisioning picturing me it. in a maid's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> like... <clears throat> uh, to be honest, I haven't pictured that, thank God, and I don't plan on it. Oh, the wonders of Photoshop. You're getting a picture tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So, um, couldn't help but notice uh, when we were doing our little warm-up discussion of stuff, um, Yeah, I made the point to look at the schedule since we've last recorded, which was the... Um, leading up to the Baltimore game. So I guess I guess we have lost one because technically we didn't record after Baltimore, but um, we discussed Baltimore and we lost. Um, and we have not lost since we've um, stopped recording, essentially. Um, so... We'll know if we lose this week that it is clearly because we recorded a podcast. And this may be our last podcast ever, <laughs> um, if that's the case. Um, but no, seriously, the guys, um, the team has really pulled it together over the last three weeks. Um, you know, went to went to Cincinnati. Um, Andy Dalton's return to, you know, where he spent 10 seasons uh, prior to coming here and really, I mean, Cincinnati's a poor team right now. And, you know, without their star QB, um, they just were a shell of themselves, but, you know, we've been a shell of ourselves all season and played a heck of a game. Um, one to seven. So, um, that was good to see. And then we came back home for a couple games, beat San Fran, 41 to 33, um, which was a pleasant surprise, albeit not too shocking either because they were without their quarterback as well. Um, and then Philly comes to town with, you know, a new up and coming quarterback and Jalen Hurts and thinking that they were, you know, going to have a chance to keep their playoff hopes alive. And we beat them 37 to 17. So, uh, a few really good weeks of football for us. Um, 
you know, we had, especially in this last game against Philly, you know, Dalton went for 377 yards. Elliott finally broke 100 yards again with 105. And, oh, my gosh, Michael Gallup, or what was it, the uh, Marcus Gallup? Is that what they call him on the? <laughs> yeah, Marcus Gallup. Marcus Gallup for 121 yards and I believe it was three touchdowns. There are two two touchdowns. He should have had three. But yeah, Vilma was terrible. So that being said, um, you know, we came out of uh, coming out of a three game swing here where we've won three. We dropped the game to uh, Baltimore, as I mentioned. Um, But sitting at uh, six and nine right now with a chance at making the playoffs. If you three weeks ago, four weeks ago, um, coming out of the Baltimore game, if I told you, Hey guys, um, by the end of this month, you're going to be, we're going to have a chance to make the playoffs. What would you have said, Daniel? I mean, you said that after the water, the uh, Minnesota game. So, <laughs> I mean, what, what would I, if, if you would have well, told me that? I barely, I barely remember, I barely <laughs> remember what I said yesterday. Let alone that's fair. Five, five weeks ago or six weeks ago when we did the Minnesota podcast. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, what what would you think if I, if I told you that we'd be sitting in position and going into week seventeen with a chance to make the playoff? Um, I honestly, I mean, you know, I don't think I would have been surprised. Because of only because of how bad the division is, like that's that would be the only reason, right? Um, I I would have yeah I mean I would have probably doubted it because of how well Washington had been playing, but whenever Smith got hurt and Haskins had to uh, step in and their defense hasn't been as dominant so, but other than Washington, yeah I mean I wouldn't have been surprised. What about you, Wayne? I was going to say the exact same thing with uh, the division the way it is. I don't know. I, I think that, and I've been saying it all year, I'm not saying I'm right because there's still another game to ruin it, but um, I thought that starting the year, we were behind the eight ball, so to speak, with uh, the COVID offseason and new coaching staff and everything, even with Dak playing. Um, everyone was getting used to everything that they were putting in place. I think that now, you know, some people are starting to gel. The offensive line starting to play a little better. Uh, Andy Dalton's more comfortable in the pocket, so he's getting things out quicker, which makes the line look better. Um, the line's actually hitting their blocks for some run game. Um, I think that it was available a few weeks before Pollard went crazy, but they just weren't giving Zeke the right touches it seemed like um and then all of a sudden he was out with a hammy and pollard come in and looked you know like an all-star maybe maybe we'd just get rid of zeke's what everyone said um but i think that if zeke was playing then too with the same carries that they gave him i think we'd have the same thing um i just think we're just playing better you know i think we're still a little banged up in the defense but Overall, our defense has gotten a lot better. Um, I know no one wants to keep uh, Nolan around, but, man, they're looking pretty good the last little bit. Yeah, I mean, and 
I, I'm pretty sure they've already announced. Um, I think Mike McCarthy said that Nolan wouldn't be back next year, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. More of a, we don't expect <clears throat> him to be back because they've done so awful. Right. I, I, I couldn't remember for sure. Um, and, and with the flurry of texts that we go through on our in our group chat, I know I, I know that there it had been sent in our group chat, but I couldn't remember what it, it actually what the story actually said. But you know, there has been talk about him leaving, and 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 rightfully so for a good part of the season because we were playing so terrible, and there was talk about you know the discussions of is this defense too complex? Is he making it too complex? Can it not be simpled down? Or you know, simplified down to to you know use the strengths that we have and and um, you know what what's the issue here? Why is this such a problem? Because last year this defense wasn't this bad, you know, and it's mostly the same players. Um, obviously, we've been dealing with some injuries, but um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a few weeks ago a whole different story than we're sitting at now. Looking at you know six and nine and a possibility of you know as long as we win um, at one o'clock Sunday you know we're going into the Sunday night football game watching um, you know watching the Eagles and and the Red well the football team almost said Redskins <laughs> <clears throat> watching the Eagles and the football team play and finding ourselves um what's the word. Uh, regretfully rooting for the Eagles to win. I wouldn't really um, say we're rooting for the Eagles. We're rooting against Washington. Yeah, that that's a good way to put it. Yeah, because I do not want to root for the Eagles. Me neither. Um, I think <laughs> the other day I said I'd like to see it be a three to two game where the the Eagles win by one point, but both offenses play just terrible. And <laughs> um, but yeah, that. That's, you know, that's where we're at, and and it's crazy to think, but you know, sitting in, um, sitting at three and nine after the Baltimore loss, um, we were ready to cut our losses, cut our ties, and say, you know, give us a good draft pick. Let's see where we can go from next for next year. Um, but honestly, like we're playing hot and playing well at the right time, um, with a chance to still get in. And uh, what was it, Wayne? You said in the in in our Discord page, um, you just would hate to see us, uh, um, you know, yeah. beat the Giants and then then Washington actually win. <laughs> after we we're riding this, yeah. After we're right, riding this big hot streak, the sixteenth draft pick overall. Yeah. So um, the the site you mentioned had us going from anywhere from as high as the seventh pick, um, depending on the way all of this, there's a slew of six win teams um, right now. And and depending on the way week 17 plays out, uh, we could get as high as the um, seventh pick and as low as the 16th pick, depending on how, how it plays out. And this is assuming we don't make the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, once we make the playoff, once, you know, the, if we win and make the playoffs, then that pick continues to go down. Um, but also our chances of winning, um, you know, just go up and do I think we're a Super Bowl caliber team? Hell no. 
but um, <laughs> if we play the right teams <laughs> and play well we enough, I think run. we could For we sure. could make a little run. Yeah, um, I could see us making you know the NFC Championship game maybe um, if things play out right, but. It's hard to tell, um, and, it, it, and with any game, really, um, it comes down to you know what team shows up on Sunday to play, you know, and if it's the best version of our team, um, and the team that we're playing against is struggling, or you know, whatever, may, whatever it may be, um, the old saying that's why they play the game, you know that. There's always a chance that we can eke one out against a team that we're not supposed to beat. So, um, yeah, and and we have a veteran team. We have a veteran quarterback sitting there with Andy Dalton, who's won games before, but not in the playoffs. So um, there's reason to doubt, but there's also reason to have have a little faith. So um, that being said, um, I, I did tell you guys this week, um, you know, I wanted to kind of take a little different path with how we we're going to structure the podcast. So, um, really more want to talk about, you know, where we go from here as far as, you know, we're coming off a three game winning streak. Like we, we've already mentioned extensively with the chance to make the playoffs. Um, you know, where do you, would you like to see the Cowboys go from here? Um, you know, as far as, drafting as far as coaching decisions there's a whole bunch of stuff going on to talk about so um the first thing i want to discuss on that note is um you know there's been a lot of talk after auburn hired boise state's um head coach um there's a ton of talk about kellen moore um and him potentially going to Boise State to take over as the head coach there. As we all know, he played quarterback for Boise. He's a very, very um, successful player there, won a lot of football games there, and has been our offensive coordinator for a couple seasons. Um, and he is the early favorite and continued favorite to take the head coaching spot in Boise. Um, so what are your thoughts as far as that goes? And if uh, – he does go. Um, what do you think? What path do you think we take from there, um, Wayne? What are you, what are your thoughts on it? You're <laughs> muted. I... <laughs> no, that's fine. I didn't answer until I was I was looking something <clears throat> up there. Uh, oh, okay. You sound better on mute. You just mute. <laughs> Um, so anyways Kellen Moore if he wants to go off and coach Boise that's fine Um, I'm not for or against him I thought that during the time that Dak was around our offense looked pretty dang good albeit he doesn't have that much experience uh, Kellen Moore so Sometimes you wonder if that's just him being new and people aren't getting used to him. Um, can he improve his play calling as people get used to him? I would say yes, only because look at the quarterbacks we've played. 
and he's had a decent amount of success this year, given what he's had to deal with. Um, I don't know who is available, uh, but I feel as though it has to be someone that Dak likes. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what the plan is. My only worry is that it um, either McCarthy takes over the the um, the reins there, or it's someone that he likes, and they bring in a different style of offense. Um, now, I believe he was pretty pass heavy in Green Bay, um, which I'm fine with. We're, we're built that way. However, why have Zeke and Pollard? who can dominate a game for you, plus keep your defense on the sideline um, when all you want to do is pass. I don't feel like our offense is tailored to be run by Mike McCarthy as far as him playing, uh, making all the play calls. So I guess it would just depend on who is available. I would almost just assume that Kellen's gone, obviously, he made uh, the comment, McCarthy did, that he might have said too much when he was basically congratulating them uh, tongue-in-cheek. So I assume he's going. I assume someone else is coming in. I would just hope it's either someone we already have available or if it is McCarthy, he recognizes what he needs to do on the offensive side of the ball, having a guy like Zeke complimented with Pollard. Um that's my take. So, yeah, and I do kind of wonder, you know, if um, you know, because when he was in when it, when he was in Green Bay, they didn't run the ball a lot, but they never really had a back like we have. Um, so I wonder if that wasn't the reason. Um, also, you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, you want to put as much <laughs> on his shoulders just because he's so great. Um, but at the same time, um, we all know you got to run to set up the pass and um, keep things balanced. So I agree. Um, I do think there's a good possibility that it's going to be a McCarthy guy and not a Jerry Jones guy. Um, <clears throat> just because of the way things have kind of been leaning so far. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, I haven't, I haven't done a whole lot of research on guys that he's worked with in the past to know who he might go after. Um, but it should be an interesting um, scenario for sure. I, I, my only hope is that it's somebody that will continue um, kind of what we were already building on um, and the, you know, the balance as far as running and passing goes, like you mentioned too. Um, because when you have a guy like Zeke, um, who at his full strength is, you know, a game-changing back, regardless of how you feel about how the, this season has gone. Um, you know, you got to use the, those strengths. And Pollard has shown that he's um, a hell of a compliment, too. So um, really becoming one of my favorite players on the team right now, um, for sure. So, uh, Daniel, what are your thoughts on... Um, more leaving and what would you like to see us do as far as um, where we go from there? Um, I think I've called for 
them to fire Kellen Moore more in the past three weeks than I have all year. <laughs> I remember multiple times in text where I was like, <laughs> just fire him, like fire him now for some of the stupid plays that he would, he was calling. And it's ironic because it's the three games that we've won too. Yeah, I know it's, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think it's, probably a done deal that he's going to be leaving. Um, and I think we'll have to wait until Monday to really know who would even be available. Like if, if we're going to go after somebody that's, you know, that's out there right now coaching in the NFL, because Monday is going to be the day that um, everybody loses their jobs. So um, I don't know. Like we, we, we need somebody in there that's going to be able to play to the players that we have. Um, and we, I mean, we've got a great offense all around. I mean, Zeke Pollard, CD lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. I mean, that's pretty fucking scary. Like, so oh, the weapons are ridiculous. Yeah. So as long as our offensive line can stay healthy and the person that we bring in isn't just an absolute moron, um, I think that they'll be able to work with all the pieces that we have, you know. Um, my, my biggest thing about it is, you know, do we want to have another season like this season where the, the offense takes a full season to get acclimated to the new coach? That's my biggest concern with bringing somebody new in. Um, I'd be okay with McCarthy taking over play calling um, because of what he did in Green Bay. Um, And spending a year here in this offense, kind of like learning how we work and what our strengths and and weaknesses are, um, I'd be okay with that Um, because I think that bringing in somebody else, especially if there's a weird offseason like there was this year, if all this stuff continues, um, it'll be tough bringing in somebody new and not getting the offense um, in sync uh, with that new coach. So, I mean, I if if Kellen Moore comes back, you know, I'll be okay with it um, until the first time he calls a three-yard pass on a third and eight. And then I'll be calling for his head again. So, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd – I think at this point we've got to um, – we've got to plan to move on from Kellen Moore. I I can't see him coming back. Um, him getting a chance to coach at his alma mater – is just too luring, I think, to and, and be a head coach at that is just too luring for him to um, ignore. So, oh, Wayne, right on cue. Thank you for that. I wonder if my guy is going to be on there. Probably not. Dan Mullen. Oh, five so Cowboys Wayne, replacements. For Wayne Kellen just Moore. sent over, yeah, five five replacements for Kellen Moore. Dan Mullen would be uh, Dak's pick, is what I would say. That's what oh, yeah, because he did. Yeah, he coached. He coached him at Mississippi State. Um, 
So Dan Mullen, Frank Signetti Jr., Doug Nussmeyer, who's the current quarterbacks coach, which is what I was just looking up the full coaching staff to see because I don't remember. He's got a lot of uh, experience, staff. like major offensive coordinator at major offensive coordinator at big universities. Nussmeyer. Yeah, uh, Joe Philbin. Um, I'm looking at our coaching staff. He's our offensive line coach. He's he's been a head coach before. Um, yeah, I think could, that's what I mean. Well, by he's, another, he's number two. Yep. Another pal of McCarthy's. I could see him hiring Philbin and keeping Nolan. Well, Philbin's already on the staff. He's our offensive line coach. Right, but hiring him as the OC, I guess it would just be a promotion. Mm-hmm. But. Um. Yeah, I mean that's possible. Uh, I would like to. I mean, I'd prefer it to be somebody younger. Um, as I told you guys in the group chat, um, Wayne knows this guy personally, but um, I, I'm pretty sure you do. Um, but uh, a young guy. He's he's currently yeah. the quarterbacks coach and the um, passing game coordinator for the um, Green Bay Packers. And he has worked with um, he has worked with um, McCarthy in the past. So his uh, a new up and or a young up and coming coach. He's he's thirty six. Name's Luke Luke Getze. Um, he actually coached at Wesleyan um, in two thousand nine. So he he, he was you know quarterback coach at Pitt for a while, wasn't he? He was a grad assistant at Pitt. He didn't actually wasn't a quarterbacks coach there. Uh, um, but he then he went to Indiana PA and was the offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach there. And he was a wide receivers coach under PJ Fleck at Western Michigan in 2013. And then he went to Green Bay where he got his first job at Green Bay as the offensive quality control coach um, in 14-15. And then um, in sixteen seventeen, he was was promoted to their wide receivers coach. Um, then one of the staff members from Green Bay was hired as Mississippi State's head coach, um, where he followed for one season and was the offensive coordinator for Mississippi State um, for a season there. And then he came back to Green Bay in 2019, where he currently is and still is the quarterbacks coach and then gained passing game coordinator as another title um, coming into this season. So he's got a a pretty impressive, uh, you know, slate of coaching experience under his belt already at a young age of 36. Um, Somebody that, that, you know, definitely is familiar with McCarthy and McCarthy is familiar with him. So I would say that's a sleeper pick. Obviously, I'd, you know, um, out of the blue type play type pick, but somebody that could be, you know, um, able to, what's the word? Um, not cater to, but kind of, um, relate to more, you know, the younger guys that are on the team and, and, you know, kind of, cause all those other picks, uh, uh, you know, on that link that you sent, they're all older dudes. You know, been around, been around for a while. So I'd like, I like the youth on the team. I like the youth and the coaching staff. So I'd like to see that kept. But 
you know, that's just an out of the out of the blue pick for me. Um, but hey, I'll continue toting him as a pick for a big spot <laughs> as long as I know who he is and that he's continuing to do big things out there. So um, one of these days he's going to get a pretty good job and we'll be saying, hey, I know that guy. I drank some beers with him. So, anywho. So was he, uh, let's say he was offensive coordinator at Mississippi State for the year? He was. It was um, not when Dak was there, though. Uh, it was, I think, the year after Dak left, maybe, or two years after he left. Because we've, we've had Dak for five years now, right? Yeah, he was in 08, Mississippi State in 08. So that would have been, or uh, sorry, eighteen, not oh eight. Um, yeah, it was uh, Mond. Mond, M O N D. No, that was that guy was A and M, wasn't he? Mond. Yeah, Mississippi would have been no name. It was under Costello. Joe Moorhead was the head coach. <clears throat> um, All right. That he is working for. But yeah, yeah, I like Luke. Uh, that'd be cool just because I know him. But I don't know if I'd want to roll into it like yeah. I figure if that happened, uh, McCarthy using someone as a scapegoat to be the offensive coordinator. Well, and who knows? It may be somebody that you know he hires. Um, I because th- I think you know number one on that list that you sent over is With himself. saying Mike McCarthy. Yeah, so. Maybe he'll just hire somebody to be the offensive coordinator in title only, and he'll sure. do the actual play calling. So, uh, if he um, was going to pick a coordinator off that list, though, I think I would just go with um, Philbin. Or uh, I like I like the angle of Mullins. I mean, he's he's had. I mean, I, did, I know it's a different league, but he's had a lot of success uh, running offenses in the uh, NCAA, and he has a great relationship <laughs> with Dak. I think that. Would, be huge. I like that too. Um, I also like Signetti because there's another tie to West Virginia there. Yeah. So that's another yeah, another good one. Neat. Potential for, for a tie to West I Virginia. He, I think he'd probably run the ball a lot more. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's got the ties to West Virginia. I think Frank, I think Frank Jr. is not the one I don't think he's the one that went to WVU um because he's got a brother that went to WVU um yeah Frank Frank Jr didn't he went to Indiana PA but his brother um went to WVU and I believe his dad Frank Sr actually is the one that let me see here yeah, Kurt Signetti is his brother, and he's currently the coach at James Madison. His dad coached WVU from 76 to 79, and we did not do very good under him. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's cool ties there to WVU, West Virginia. Always try to try to make some connections since we are based out of West Virginia, so. Um, but yeah, some good topics there. Now, as far as, and we've talked a lot about it all, all through the season, um, about who we think should replace Nolan. Um, I think the, the 
coming in out of the clubhouse early lead favorite is um, is uh, Richard. I know he's mine anyway. I don't know about your guys's, but um, you know that there's not any ties <clears throat> though to um, McCarthy that I know of, so that could be a problem. But the guy is not working, and he's popular among the players. So I'd love to see him come back if if he's interested in coming back and and McCarthy can work with him. But we'll see. Um, I don't know, um, and I'd like to do a little bit more research. Maybe next week when we do our podcast, uh, or we do next week episode, we can do some more um, talking about who we'd like to have replace Nolan, if that's in fact going to happen, because we're going to find out really quickly if it does. Um, Because like Daniel said, I think it is Monday that everybody starts getting canned pretty quickly. Yep. They call it Black Monday. Yeah, because... that's right. Black Monday. <clears throat> <clears throat> yep. So, yeah, that should be fun. Um, oh, and Wayne comes through again with another link. Look at you, Wayne, hot on the spot. So, um, <laughs> I like how the picture on the, the Cowboys' three defensive coordinators to replace Mike Nolan. And it's uh, Belichick's son. Yeah, Belichick's son. Like, like he's one of the people. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't Wade think that Phillips. he. I don't think that. Uh, I don't even know what his name is, but I'm gonna call him Mullet, just because his mullet is disgusting. Stephen um, Belichick. Stephen. I don't think that he would leave there for just another defensive coordinator job. Stephen. 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 And Wade Phillips, he's just a retread. I don't, I don't want Wade Wade Phillips. No, back. yeah. Richard would be a good one. Um, that first one on that list is intriguing from Baltimore. I don't know much about him, but they have. They yeah, have I don't either. What about Dan Quinn? Dan <laughs> Quinn. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I was just thinking about it because. Well, I mean, I mean, he was better as a, he was better as a, a as a defensive coordinator than he was a head coach. You can't oh yeah ignore That's... that. Sure, but he sure. was also coaching a really really good defense. So was it the players making him look better, or <laughs> I just think he was in over his head, honestly, as a head coach. I don't hate that. I don't, I mean, some some guys just aren't as good head coaches as there are coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the. Uh, I'm still big Richard fan, um, but this Chris Hewitt guy, the um, number one on that list that Wayne just sent over, um, fan-sided link uh, Dallas Cowboys three defensive coordinators to replace Mike Nolan, and number one on that list is Chris Hewitt. He is, as I said, passing defense, pass defense coordinator for Baltimore. Um, and as we all know, I mean, if you follow football, you know Baltimore's defense is strong, um, almost year in and year out. It's like a, it's almost like it's a an assumed thing that Baltimore is always going to have a good D. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's an intriguing pick. Um, but I'm always going to toot the the Richard horn, just like I'm always going to re- to toot the 
the gutsy horn to get him on, get him in a offensive coordinator position in the <laughs> NFL because it's just cool. But um, so yeah, we're coming into Sunday, one p.m. game against the Giants at New York. Um, struggling team. We're struggling. They're struggling, but um, they're getting healthy. Daniel Jones is somewhat healthy. Um, do you think this is going to be a game? Do you think it's um, even going to be close? It's or do you think we continue our dominance that we've had over the last three weeks? What do you think, Daniel? Colt McCoy is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones hasn't been playing great. Um, I think that if the mindset that the Cowboys have is we want to win to make the playoffs, then they're not going to be able to stop us. I don't think that there's any way that if the entire team goes in with that mindset and that's actually what we're trying to do is make the playoffs – I think it's going to be an absolute blowout. And I think we're going to dominate on in all three phases. Like, we're turnovers. We've been great with turnovers. Like, holy crap. Um, I just don't think that the Giants are going to be ready. I don't. <laughs> my, my biggest concern, honestly, is because <clears> – <throat> Because the last 20 some odd years have been such a letdown in so many different ways. Um, and because I'm, you know, an avid uh, WVU fan and I'm used to being crushed by them. And every time it seems like we're in a position to all we got to do is win and we're going to do something, you know, go somewhere or do something great. Um, we always lay an egg. Um, I just feel like my heart wants me to not get encouraged or, you know, get excited about the game because it just feels like one of those classic, we're going to come out and lay an egg type situations where, you know, oh, we we have every reason to win this game. We should win this game. We're playing, you know, we're on a three game win streak. We're, playing better than we have all season. Our defense is finally putting it together. But this just feels like one of those moments where I've been so many times as, as a fan in, in my past that we're just going to come out and get, and come out flat and, and screw it up. So I, I don't know. Like, my heart wants me to, you know, <clears throat> pick us to win big, but my head is like, don't do that because we're going to lay an egg. So, well, uh, I think Wayne, I think like oh, as uh, if it's good if, if we're gonna like let if, if we're gonna be let down, it's gonna come down to the Washington game. Like we're we're gonna win against the Giants, and then Washington's gonna blow out the Eagles. Like I don't think that we're gonna be let down as far as our team letting us down. I think that we'll be fine, even if it's a close game which I don't think it's going to be. Um, but I think if we don't make the playoffs, 
then it's not because we lose at one o'clock on Sunday. It's because Washington wins. So that's fair. I agree. Hundred percent agree. Um, I'll say that our biggest issue is going to be how we fare at safety. And like I told you guys earlier, how many snaps we give Randy Gregory, um, the difference in, in scoring uh, defense with him in and out of the game. Um, I think they said with him over 30 snaps, which is usually half the game, um, we're giving up like 20 points per game. But um, when he's not in the game, which includes his uh, suspension games, was 34 points per game. So that's obvious how much he helps. And that's not just him making all the plays. It's the fact that um, either Lawrence can get in there or Lawrence is the one that takes a double team and then they leave Gregory um, available to, you know, force fumbles and just wreak havoc in the backfield. Um I think that I was impressed, and you guys know that I've always complained about this, and I think I've even complained on here. So anyone that's listened here might remember, but my biggest criticism has always been that we don't make adjustments or attack uh, teams based on certain things. It never seems like anyways. And I was very impressed that we went into that Eagles game with it's like we're really forcing the issue to uh, target their cornerback. Uh, and whenever they ended up benching him, we found the next weakest spot and we just force fed them, you know? So yeah. I was just super impressed. And I, I did a lot of looking around here and that's why I have some of these uh, articles handy and just been on the internet. I must have, uh, more tabs open than my wife has open in her head, but uh, which is a lot. <laughs> um, so one thing I've been reading is how horrible um, all of their linebackers are in coverage, uh, other than Martinez. But we know he's, you know, probably one of their best defensive players outside of um, that one safety they have, uh, who also graded real well. I'm talking um, about Giants or or Eagles no, here. The Giants okay. here. I've already shifted to the Giants. Um, what I'm getting at is they have one really, really bad corner and another suspect corner and their linebackers outside of their middle linebacker, I think is what Martinez is, um, are really horrible in coverage. Really, really bad. So I think that we're going to come in with a great game plan to target all those guys. And the run defense seems to be grading out good. So, I still think Zeke's going to have a good day just because we're going to open some stuff up from, you know, bouncing back and forth in the past game. But um, I agree with Daniel. I think that um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be too hard to win this game. I think the the problem and the, the letdown we might have is, is watching the Eagles uh, get beat again, once again. Although it, it feels great to say um, in practice, that's not what we need this week. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, so what I what I kind of hear from you as far as what you've been reading is 
because we can probably expect um, a heavy dose of, of everybody's favorite tight end, Dalton Schultz, um, to to do really well. Because if we're going to be picking on the tight end, or if we're going to be picking on linebackers, um, most of the time those guys are the ones that are lined up against the tight end. I'm actually um, I'm actually looking at um, Pollard and C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. I don't want to get too much into the fantasy stuff, but um, I've noticed that they've played a lot of, of zone, right? So we're going to pick on some soft spots, I think, in the, uh, the, the short-range stuff right out of the backfield. So maybe Zeke will get a few good catches and Pollard get a few good catches. But uh, in the slot, if we can get C.D. right there, and then Amari on that, you know, 15-yard end that he runs, um, I think is really going to do really well against him. It always seems like Amari finds whatever open hole there is in a zone. He's well, just just, yeah. so good at it. He's just going to feast this week because of it. It's it's just a perfect matchup for him. And um, and it, just following up on him and having a good, good outing last week, um, it's nice to see him when he does well because otherwise he just looks like he's emo, you know. He does. He he feels very like if if he's not very involved or if he's having a bad game, it just looks like he would rather be sitting at home on a couch. <laughs> he just looks so dejected. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I like I like the I like where your guys' head is at. I I, I do I think too like. More than likely, the le- there is going to be a letdown Sunday, uh, or I'm afraid that there is going to be a letdown Sunday. That's where my heart's tell or my head's telling me. Um, I-, I don't know. Like, I just feel like if there's such a 2020 thing to happen, it's that we're going to end up with the worst, just exactly worst possible scenario that Wayne put in in the um, in the chat on on Discord. We're going to end up freaking having the worst possible draft pick and still not make the playoffs is probably what's going to happen. So I will say that I'm really not going to be that mad uh, because we actually have to win to be able to even be in a spot to root for Philly. So I need to be in that spot. You know, it's not going to make me happy if that happens. It's going to be a heartbreaker. Um, I guess the most mad I will be probably on Sunday would be us lose a one possession game to the Giants and then uh, Philly win. Philly that win. Was, oh, yeah, that yeah, would that really would, piss me off. That would probably be the worst case scenario for me. And um, I probably would not talk to anyone probably for a while. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, it, because I would still there'd still be a bright spot though because we'd have a better draft pick, um, more than likely. So that's that's one good thing to look at. But yeah, it's at this point after coming off of three wins, you want to see us do so well because um, you've seen the the potential of this team um, without its star quarterback. Um, to rattle off three wins, albeit against some suspect teams, but they're winning games against teams they're supposed to beat. And we can't say that we've been doing that all season. Um, you know, we should have beaten, we should have beaten the Rams in week one. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, the Seattle game was probably, um, 
probably ended up the way it should have ended up. But, you know, we should not have lost to Philly in the first the first time we played, but we had Danucci instead of Dalton. Um, you know, we sh- hell, we shouldn't have lost the to Washington. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we shouldn't have washed to, washed to Washington. We shouldn't have lost to Washington the first time if Dalton hadn't been taken out by a cheap shot. You know, he was having a rough game, but, you know, there's just there's some games there that we lost that definitely shouldn't have happened. Um, but the way we've been playing the last three weeks um, leads you to feel that, you know, the way you guys both just, you know, pointed out that you're confident in our ability to win against New York. Um, not so much confident in <laughs> Philly's ability to beat Washington. So well, I, actually, I actually like Philly a lot. Um, the only thing that gives me pause is Alex Smith because he actually made that team have a heartbeat. Um, I think their defense is great, so it keeps them in games no matter what. So I do like Jalen Hurts um, against them, though, and probably overall. Um, I kind of actually hope that there's a little more um, <clears throat> arguments there in Philly about who's going to be the starting quarterback next year because Jalen Hurts is going to win them a lot more games than Carson Wentz will. Um, so I like Hurts to keep the game competitive as long as Philly doesn't have too many injuries on the – defensive side, but they need to figure something out in their week off because of Jaquette. Um, because you know that the Redskins, or my bad, Washington football team watched that game. So they're also going to try to pick on them. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree too. Like with Alex Smith, if, if he's a go, um, he's still listed as questionable as of today, but um, if he's a go, just his – his moxie, his his poise, his leadership. He's like, um, he's like, uh, yeah, he's like a uh, Andy Dalton. You know, it's tried and true. It's not going to go out and pass for five hundred yards or or probably lead a three touchdown comeback. But if you're within a possession and a half, probably, you know, he's going to be able to win you the game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it really, I, I do. I think it hinges on it whether he plays or not. Um, and if he does play, you know, I think Philly's just going to have to play lights out. Um, looking at that game right now, the matchup predictor on ESPN has uh, Washington favored fifty-eight to fifty-eight point nine to forty point eight percent. So um, they like Washington's chances to win. I I mean, the spread in that game is one and a half in favor of Washington, so it's a close one. Um, but I just, I don't know. We'll have to be sitting on the edge of our seats come Sunday night at 820, um, more than likely, because I do think we're, I do think we will beat the Giants. Um, I hope it honestly. I hope it looks something like this game that I'm watching right now because Oklahoma is putting it all over this vaunted SEC defense in Florida. Holy crap! So, a sidebar, real quick. Eight to thirteen. 
15. How, <laughs> how, how mad are you that we got flexed out of that spot? But go ahead first, Daniel, before we get into that. Um, so I was just reading the uh, injury report. Uh, as of today, um, Alex Smith, um, Terry McLaurin, and Antonio Gibson, none, none of those three practiced today. So... Yeah, I saw it, that Alex Smith was, right now is listed as questionable. That's why I was. Um, I, I can see them missing all through Friday and Braxton Saturday and letting them play, though, being the three that they are. Yeah, so, I mean, the. Because uh, they're so important to the team, yeah. Yeah, when's. I would say they're holding Smith out until at least Friday, I would bet, just so that he doesn't have any issues yeah. for such a big game. Wednesdays are usually like veteran days. Too so, also keep that in mind. But what were you saying, Wayne, about the uh, flexing out or whatever? Yeah, so I know that we all had a conversation about it earlier. <laughs> Pretty much the day it happened, right? Like a couple hours after it happened. How how mad were you that we weren't in the eight twenty game? My God, yes. Well, so uh, I remember vividly that night prior to, well, Sunday night, I remember um, going to bed. You know, we were talking about, oh, we have a chance to make the playoffs. And I remember going to bed and I was laying there before I, you know, rolled over, laid my phone down and, and was going to go to sleep, looking at the schedule. And it was, we were, because I wanted to see, like, oh, you know, do we play before them? Or do we play after them? Like, what's the schedule? What's it going to be like? And we're both at one o'clock. And I'm like, okay, so I can, we're going to know by the four o'clock games if we're going to be in the playoffs. So, like, it's going to be, it's going to be settled. Well, then I wake up the next morning and, and we're talking about it the next morning on, on Monday. And, and they'd flex their game to eight o'clock instead of our game because my my whole premise of it was if whichever one of our teams wins is going to make it so there's two teams that have a possibility of winning or making the playoffs versus only one of their teams is going to have a chance to make the playoffs but it's a moot point if Washington goes out and wins um, you know, if they were to play at one o'clock, then our game is meaningless. So I, I get why they did it, but I also hate that they did it because, um, it's just, you know, another chance for us to have the premier spot, you know, the, the primetime game. Um, I guess it'd have been and, cool if they left us with a, uh, 420 time slot with maybe another game in that time slot that could have also been flexed to eight o'clock. That would be, um, I mean, of course, you're right. People argue that we have no idea what goes into a schedule, right? But, anyways, uh, yeah, if, uh, if they could, so, you know, say just so hard hours to start, but um, if they could, if they could put two of us like that, and then if something happens that Washington would win and make our game pointless, then we could go back down to the 4 p.m. slot and play and probably not be televised at all and no one would care. But um, how big of a game would that be if the Eagles had won one p.m. game 
you know, because the Eagles aren't playing for anything other than this spoil a season. Yep. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they spoil. They, they they might spoil Washington's season if they win, but that just means that one of us make it. So, either way you look at it, like they're not really spoiling anybody's season. You know, like they they, they can't ruin. No, but I'm saying that they know. don't have anything to play for. Like if if yeah. the Eagles won the one p.m. game then our game at 8.20 would be a de facto play-in game, right? Well, it's pretty boring at 1 p.m. because you don't know whether it... I mean, you got to play like it is, but watching yeah. it, you know, there's still the uncertainty. Yeah. Imagine that'd be the most hyped game of Week 17. Oh, yeah. If the Eagles had won at 1 p.m., or even if you put it at 4 p.m. Yeah. I mean, that would be... Both of the 4 p.m. slot with a chance to push back the game time to 820. Oh, if they would have done that and like put us at 820 and had the the Eagles game at one o'clock and the Eagles won, like I think that we would beat them like 57 to like 13. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that game would mean everything. Yeah. But it would also give the Giants a little edge too. Like playing at 1 p.m., maybe the Giants aren't as hyped about it because, you know, they're – you know, they're basically the worst team of all of us, but they have the head-to-head uh, tiebreaker. That would be the de facto if they could end up winning. Well, they would have a better record, right? Or no, wait, no, they would have a three-way tie if they won. Oh, that's right. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is they're five and ten right now, and we're six and nine. So okay, yeah. <clears throat> that's right. That record and just quit. Sixty-nine. It's the best record ever. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> I like Dude. whenever you changed, you changed the name of our text chat to, <laughs> to that. Um, so for everybody listening, uh, every week we change the chat, our chat name, because um, we all have iPhones, because uh, we're, you know, smart people. Cool. Yeah. Um, Real. Real. Yeah. And Mitch changed it. To sixty nine or six and nine, so it looks like sixty nine giggity with the uh, the zodiac sign. I don't even know. I don't know zodiac stuff, so it's, it's the it's, ca- the cancer zodiac sign. The cancer. Um, mm-hmm. And whenever I got the first text from it, I was like, "Is this fucking spam? Like, who is like spam <laughs> texting me?" <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, but oh, that was so uh, I couldn't help it. Yeah, it I had good. to do it. By the way, completely off topic, but holy crap! The and Daniel, I know you don't give a shit about um college football, but WVU just did their uniform reveal for the um bowl game tomorrow. We play in the Liberty Bowl tomorrow against Army, by the way. Oh, I knew that, and yeah, and um, we're wearing our all blue uniforms with our blue helmet, where the state is on the helmet, and it's and the link. The, I just I just shared it on my Facebook page. Oh. Um, but the state is um, the uh, Western or the God the American flag, the, oh, nice. the outline of the state and the American flag. So it's all blue with the American flag in West Virginia outline. 
looks sick. Oh my god, I'm so hyped right now. I just got chills just telling you about it. You have to send it to me because I don't have Facebook. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find it on Instagram right now. Can't lose, Mitch. Right, Army in West Virginia. I know. I'm like, it, it, it was funny because. It was, kind of, it was funny because, you know, last week, or well, I guess it's been two weeks ago now, uh, during the Army-Navy game every year, um, you know, I've got friends on both sides, friends who are Marines who root for Navy and um, whatnot. But <clears throat> every year, that's always, you know, one of those matchups. That, Is that just because they that, hate uh, Army, right? The Marines. Um, they don't hate Army. It's just one of those, you know, just uh, – um, but they're like the, it's just, the red-headed stepchild, right? Yeah, no kind of. All the gingers out there, I do have red in my beard. <laughs> but it's just a, has always been, you know, it's just one of those rivalries games that has gone on for hundred a hundred years or whatever it has that they've been playing. But right. Um, anyway, on Facebook, um, a couple of my buddies that are Marines, well, one of them in specific, every day he'll post like you know silly things like the army does. And go, go, uh, Navy beat Army. Like, um, I'll just uh, let me go to his page. It's easier if I give you an example. Um, but it's always fun because, you know, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, it's he's he's rooting for Navy. So I always come up with a comeback, um, pro Army and then post it in his comments. And it's just, it's just been one of those things that's gone on for years and years now. Um, let me find one here. Here it says, "Gotta go back to where it's at." If I can. Um, but he's been posting them because he also went to WVU, and now he's been posting all these anti-army things, and you know, go WVU. So I'm torn because I can't really talk shit on army, and I can't really talk shit on WVU. It's just one of those conundrums that i'm stuck in right now and why can i not find oh here we go so um nobody ever says they like an army uniform beat army army drives around with the gaslight always on um army talks to themselves in the gym mirrors while they lift um are these true no they're just oh. silly shit. <laughs> Mitch uh, doesn't um, lift. You're crazy. <laughs> army guys get army guys get a boner watching the women on my 600 pound life. Listen, um, some people are just lonely. Okay, like <laughs> our army is the roommate that keeps adding trash to an already full can. Army thinks PG 13 movies require 12 other people. Army wears their mask in the car. So just an example, that's the several that he's po- he posted this year. Um, but he's been posting several about the um, about the WVU and Army game. But it is, it's like, I, I can't, really, I can't lose, like, whichever way. But my heart first and always has been with West Virginia because I grew up in West Virginia. And it's been a part of me longer than the Army has been. And... Um, so I've got to go with WVU. Um, I'm not going to be angry if we lose, but, um, definitely want WVU to win, especially because we always just seem to struggle in bowl games. 
um, without Pat White. <laughs> it's just, you know, if you don't have a Pat White, it's just there's an assumption that we're going to lose, it feels like. So, yeah, I would like to see us win for sure. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. So that pretty much wraps it up for the week. Let me see if I can find that and send it to you on Instagram. I'm thinking of it since you're not on the book. Yeah. I left Facebook. I mean, officially it was fully deleted at the beginning of December. It was like a 30 day, like, are you sure you want to leave Facebook type of deal? And yeah, so I'm completely off of Facebook and I'm on parlor now. So. Oh, you're one of them guys. I'm on parlor. Oh my God. So, so what's it like only hearing other views that match your own? There's more than just that on there. <laughs> like, I mean, people have asked me why I left and it's not because of like censorship. It's, you know, like Facebook is allowed to censor what they feel like they should be, you know, whatever they want to censor under section two thirty or whatever it is. Um, but my thing is, is that they were censoring people's opinions and that really pissed me off. So they were just censoring anything that didn't follow the narrative that they wanted. So it kind of irritated me. And because of that and all of my views and stuff dropped drastically because of my political affiliation. Um, yeah, screw that. So I left everything that I used to post would get, you know, tons of, you know, likes or comments and stuff on it. And really this past year, it's all just kind of down to like a couple likes, maybe a couple views. So yeah, they were just kind of like throttling my views and stuff down and censoring people's personal opinions. And I just got fed up with it. So I left. I'm not really like on parlor a lot because it's just like Twitter and I hate Twitter. I've never really liked Twitter, so I don't really use it much, but I have one. So <laughs> that's fair. <clears throat> I do remember you had a lot of problems with Facebook when you had, um, uh, main street cafe. Yeah. Uh, with dude. a lot of your promos and stuff. Jeez. If I remember correctly. Yeah. They, they, yeah, it was bad. At that, at that, yeah, at that point in time, they were they were trying to get people to pay to like, you would have like ten thousand people that like your page, but in order to reach those ten thousand people with your post, you had to pay them. It was like the stupidest fucking thing ever. So yeah, I think that's ridiculous. They they do that to me on my business page, woodwork stuff. Like they want you to boost a post or whatever. And at first, I thought, oh, that's cool. You know, it gets out to more people. And then I realized that on top of that, if you didn't pay them, they basically didn't show it to anyone, yeah. people on your page. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's not convenient. Yeah. I mean, I get it's it. Like you know, extortion, basically, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, businesses need a way to make money. But since Facebook is just nonstop ads anymore, they don't need to be charging these small businesses, you know, $25 to boost a post to get their name out there. But $25 but, yeah. on every person that's trying to run 
a small business or a side hustle or any of this other stuff that people think it's actually helping themselves and they keep putting it out there. $25 means nothing on an ad spend for Facebook. Like, no, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to spend like a couple grand to actually see anything. Yeah. So they're raking in the cash and it's doing people no more good than it would if they didn't. Yeah. Which I think is a huge scam that no one's just noticing. I mean, obviously you have because you've lived it, but just from the time that I've messed around trying to do stuff and from my realization, I was like, this is, this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think we found our, I think we found our <laughs> title for our episode. F you Facebook. Yeah. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> oh, Zuckerberg, the alien. <laughs> Dude, I got, okay. So, okay. Another thing like, okay. I, I wanted to stop this conversation, <laughs> but I freaking posted one. Got him fired up. There, okay, so I, I forget what it was about, but I was pissed off at Facebook for doing something, and I posted something about how I, oh, it was like, I hope Mark Zuckerberg farts while he's in bed and shits the bed, and they took it down. They fucking took my post down. Facebook deleted my post. I do, I do remember that. That was right before you left, wasn't it? This was a while ago. Yeah, right before I left for, for Virginia, I think. Yeah. No, I mean it was right around right before you right before you left Facebook. It seemed oh, like it was right around that. Time. Yeah, it wasn't long before that. Yeah. But yeah, because I left Facebook at the uh, be, like beginning of November. So yeah, it was it was pretty much like right before that. Yeah, and they took it down. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I still hope you poop the bed, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> if he probably does. He's got a colostomy bag. Anyway. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because we know a friend that has a colostomy bag. There's okay. nothing wrong with it, no. No, I'm just saying he he has the in, his inability to poop the bed. He just spews All shit right. out of his mouth, because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, thanks for listening, guys. We got we got Daniel all fired up going out of the out of the end of this episode. Oh, and OU just beat finished final fifty five to twenty over Florida. Love it, love it. Go Big Twelve, baby. Is that good? Is that's, that good? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's it's so, pretty good. So, what's the Big Twelve and bowl games now? Um, three and O that I know of. I know we. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State both won last night. I haven't checked all the scores, but I don't know if anybody else has played, but I know they both won last night. So the three, three games that I know that got played, for sure, we've won all of them, um, which is good. Let's see here, bowl schedule. Uh, um, I don't like that. So, yeah. yeah that's what I'm doing, too. Um, but anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sticking. If you're listening to this right now, sticking with us and waiting for an episode after three weeks of nothing. Um, I apologize for that. Promise that that is not going to be the usual. It's just there was a lot on all of our plates. So hopefully we can get that cleaned up and and be more consistent with our episodes again. Hey, um, I'm moved in now, so I'm good to go. You got internet now? 
Yeah, uh, great when it's on. They did try to turn it off a time, just trying to be sudden. I don't know if I can say the name of them that starts with an S and ends with a link, but um, normally not good customer service. But when it's turned on, it's great. Good. Um, but yeah, um, you know, like a, like and subscribe to our uh, Facebook page our instagram page our facebook page after we just bashed the shit out of them um and go, go like our facebook page we promise you'll never see anything because we don't pay for it yeah, yeah. You, you won't see anything from <laughs> daniel on there and you'll rarely see anything from me on there because i have so much stuff going on that i forget to post on it um like join just to give a, a big f you to yeah that's that's what we can say um and then of course, subscribe to our podcast so that you get updated as soon as an episode comes out. Make sure that you also please um, rate us, uh, leave a review so we can hear what you guys think. Um, oh, Wayne reminds me as we're going out the door, do we want to do score predictions? Uh, sure, let's do score predictions and bold predictions. Um, Daniel, you can do a little editing for me. <laughs> so my close is gone and we'll redo the close nah it's um, fine just keep it fuck it fuck it yolo because if i'm cutting All that right. i'm cutting the facebook bullshit too and i don't i don't want to do that it's already midnight and if we want this out <laughs> tomorrow it's gonna suck all right wayne <laughs> wayne wants to go last so i'll give my score prediction first wow in a um i hadn't even looked at this page yet um, you know how I like to do um, the matchup predictor on ESPN is predicting um, the Giants to win 59.6% to our 40.1%. So they don't really like our chances. I love our chances. Um, in fact, the spread is two and a half in favor of Dallas. I think that's very conservative. I'm going to go with, um, oh, and the over-under is 44 and a half. <clears throat> so, that being said, I'm going to take the over, I'm going to take Dallas, and I'm going to take a 27, no, I'm going to take a 33 to 21, 33 to 21 victory for the Cowboys. Daniel? Um Oh. What? I'll go ahead and do my bold I'll go ahead and do my bold prediction. I forgot oh, my bold Jesus. Prediction. All right. Good, so thirty three twenty one. And I think um I th I'm gonna say we will not turn the ball over at all. And we will turn them over at least three times. That's my bold prediction. Dallas, zero turnovers. Giants, three turnovers. It's a bold prediction. I like it. And I hate it because I was going to go with uh, a turnover prediction as well. Um. Mine was just going to be suck. yeah. My, mine was just going to be our defense. We'll we'll get the ball three times. So yeah, I'll have to think of something else. Um, 
I am going to go Cowboys all the way. Um, let us see here. It's going to be big. I'm going to go 41 to 41-17 Cowboys. Um, wow, that is big. Wait, what was our? I'm not just That's pulling. What she said. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not just pulling scores from last week in my mind, am I? Because what, what we we won thirty seven seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Last yeah we're, good, we're good. Yeah. Um, I did that once and didn't realize that was you the score from that. the previous <laughs> week. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Forty one seventeen. And bold prediction. Bold prediction. Um, okay. We'll go. We'll go bold. Uh, I think Wayne was telling us about this the other day. Actually, I know he was telling us about it, but I forget how many yards they need. But um, Zeke will surpass a thousand yards in this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that bold. It's not bold. Well, how many yards does he need? 63. 63. All right. And CD Lamb will pass a thousand yards. Both. Okay. Let's do that. Man, okay. That's a boulder. That's a boulder. Even though I told you the other day in chat here, there's no way he would. <laughs> well, wasn't it? Is CD that close? I thought it was. Uh, he needs like 100 was, and some. And he had like 120 some last time he played the Giants. Wasn't it? Um, we were talking about all oh, Cooper already passed 1,000. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I knew it was Cooper, was the other one. The, yeah, he Zeke is sixty three yards shy. Now Gallup right. can get there, but it would be amazing. Two hundred and six yards. Two hundred and six yards, yeah. Well, there you go. That's your bold prediction then. <laughs> no, but since you stole mine, <laughs> hey, I've got to quickly Mitch, come Mitch, up with a new one. <laughs> Mitch stole uh, mine, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I see that now I gotta steal the one that Mitch thought he was gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you that just goes. That just goes to show, like how how in tune we are with each other. <laughs> yeah. Even after three weeks of not recording, we all have well, like the we, same kind of. Still texting every day, so you know, got you know what I'm That's thinking. True. <laughs> yeah. Ah oh, man, killing me. All right, so it's my turn. I am going to go. I think the final score is going to be. 37 to 24 Dallas. Now my bold prediction, since you guys decided to ruin it for me here. Um, <laughs> Suck it. Hey, you uh, wanted to go last. Zeke, I know I did. All right, I got a good one for you. Even though, well, no. Man, that's awful. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Um <laughs> Man, um, I think that uh, I hate you guys. Do something like Andy Dalton will have to pull Lamar Jackson and take a shit uh, so I was, right yeah, before I half. Something like that, but you know, <laughs> I was thinking that Andy Dalton. You guys are killing me. I hate you guys. <laughs> uh, 
literally, that was my exact thing. CD oh. and Zeke will both surpass a thousand yards. By the um, way, yeah, Andy Dalton. While you're trying to think of something, because this is really great podcasting, um, Andy Dalton just this last game finally surpassed Dak Prescott in passing yards. Oh, I know. I saw that. And he's, yeah, I can't say that he's going to break two thousand for the season because it's only like seventy yards. Yeah, set seventy four yards. I would. <laughs> Here, let me go to the defensive stats. It'll, I'll do something defensive. <laughs> yeah, do a defensive. There you go. The, I think that currently D-Law leads the team in sacks. He is a half a sack ahead of Alden Smith at five and a half to five. Randy Gregory is coming in at three and a half. I think that by the end of the game, that'll be the end of the regular season, Randy Gregory will be the sack lead leader. The team, lead the team in sacks. So that would mean tied or lead. So that would be two sacks to tie or two and a half. Or if the law or Alvin get one, then Randy needs three. So that's pretty bold. Now that Daniel ruined my, <laughs> I mean, I'll take but all three of the bold predictions. So that's not very, that's not very bold. I think. I mean, it's it's not bold for Zeke, but it's definitely bold for CD Lamb. I mean, yeah, I know he he put up those sure, numbers, yeah, the first time. So first and, time, I think it was one twenty. I might be wrong, but and like I I had a good game against him. You you kind of talked me into it too because of the whole linebacker spiel. And how you know if CD Lamb's in the slot or anything like that, then you can have. But a listen, day. while we're talking so. about it, before we get off of here, because I know Mitch is bad, um, I'll go ahead and throw out my DraftKings picks. It's been a while. I think you must take Amari Cooper at his price. I think he's um, pulled up. I want to say he was like sixty-eight hundred. Uh, on DraftKings, no, 5,800, even cheaper. Um, and then I just went ahead and paired him with uh, Dalton and went ahead and put Zeke on there because I think, you know, Zeke was running a lot lot better and this is like the first, maybe the first week all season that he didn't have a designation on Wednesday um, on the injury report. And uh, the Cowboys actually, I think, are a very good uh, uh Sleeper. Oh, that's nice. That's a very good sleeper <laughs> to win to start defensively on a DraftKings lineup at 2,900. They've had three straight really good outings and the New York Giants. Um, outside of Sterling Shepard, they don't really pose much of a threat. So I actually really like us to win this one, you know, basically walking away. Maybe running. Um, I had a little bit of scoring on their side just for garbage points at the end because, you know, they still want to get in the playoffs. But I think that uh, anyone you want to start with uh, the offense for Dallas is good. And I really like Dallas's defense as a flyer. So I don't think that you need to run them back with anyone competitively in the Giants. Um, betting wise, they've really been uh, pushing. For the under 
hit, it seems like, because the line moved uh, back down after it came up. So, you know, I think it jumped up two points and then went back down one. Um, but I will say that another piece of information on the betting side is I think there's 80, 86% of the money is on Dallas, the, the last article I read. So I don't know why they're giving the Giants such a such a good uh, take on this home field, I guess. And they originally thought that they were a pick, uh, pick them. So I don't know. Maybe Vegas knows of something I don't. But I, I like Dallas. I like Dallas big in this one. And um, I think that they're going to end up uh, moving the lineup. Thank you. And it'll be good. We'll win. I like it. Sweet. Sounds good. <clears throat> so for anybody who's wondering some of the things Wayne was just throwing out there. <laughs> this is because me and me and Daniel are giving Wayne the <laughs> gift treatment in the chat. Um trying to distract. Yeah. Distract, distract. Uh, you did a very good job. That definitely does it. You held, it, it, you held a... it together pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not bad. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, let's go Cowboys. Um, Absolutely. So thank you guys for listening. Once again, um, check us out, uh, subscribe to us on, um, Apple podcasts and, uh, rate us, uh, leave a review, please. And, um, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you guys. Let's go Cowboys. <laughs>